Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. And here we are on Expansion Cast with Adele Marie, who is a proponent for plant medicine. And I don't know how much I can say about what you do, but uh, welcome to Expansion Cast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Roger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do, um, I've been traditionally trained with Iboga which is a plant medicine from Gabon, Africa. And it has, it's truly my passion. Um, All sorts of plant medicines, um, but this one is, it's the one. Yeah, definitely. It's the one that calls to you. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. so let's let's go into, um, for people that don't understand what the term plant medicine means, what what does that mean? Um, Well, there are theogens. Um, So these are plants that basically connect us to spirit. And so plant medicines would be ayahuasca, um, psilocybin, peyote, mescaline, uh, things of that nature. And there's thousands of other plant medicines. Um, But these are kind of the ones that are more common that, that people would know about or have heard about in the past. And that commonality is because of the psychedelic uh, properties? Yes. Yes. Right, right. So I guess I have experienced some plant medicine. I've mm-hmm. experienced a couple different journeys. Well, quite a few, but what I guess the biggest question for me at this point would be like if a person's drawn to plant medicine, what's the what's sustainable about having a journey like what's the sustainable thing that is offered through a journey Mm. well i'm going to speak mostly about iboga if that's okay okay. it's what i know it's it's what i know the most Um, so with iboga medicine um it offers you physical healing spiritual healing and spiritual discovery so anything if you're looking to do plant medicines for any one of those three reasons or all of them, um, it's a plant medicine that, that offers that to you. Um, it gives us the awareness of our, like our blind sides, you know, like our, our shadow. It brings everything to light. It, in my experience and most people's experience that sit with the boga, it's basically meeting your soul and in pure truth, you know. That's interesting. So is it lasting? Like what, when, when a person has like some revelation under a boga, does that revelation stay? Does that psychological impact um, continue to grow or mm-hmm. flourish in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. So a boga, um, we kind of call it the aboga glow. After you do the medicine, you have a good week. Um, of still being really connected to the medicine, you're always connected to the medicine once you've taken it. Once you've eaten a boga, it's always in you. The spirit is always with you. Um, The other thing with the boga is it produces a metabolite 
called noribogaine. And that metabolite attaches to fat in our body and it can stay in our body anywhere from one month to six months. And seeing as we mostly, our brain is mostly fat proteins, it, it attaches in the brain mostly. So in the time, in the time of that, the having this window, you it can create new patterns, like new thought processes, because you're not going to go back into your, your old way of being unless you choose it, um, <laughs> unless you choose it. Um, yeah, but it, it, give, it gives you the opportunity to, to build on the teachings that you got from the medicine. Yeah. So what kind of uh, ways are, are people trying to move beyond? What kind of limitations are they trying to transcend from? Most, I'd say every single person that I work with, it's their own mind. It's their own negative stories. It's their own false beliefs. Um, it's their old traumas that they just can't seem to move forward with, which is understandable because some some traumas are very hard to move forward with. But um, this is what I, I have found that most people most people come to medicine for. Um, it does work also with addiction. It's an addiction interrupter. It it can detox a person from opiates overnight. Um, which also is a way to give someone, someone to get their life back, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and because these receptors in our brains have this noribogaine in it, we, there's no craving, like you're not craving. They attach to the opiate receptors, serotonin, dopamine. So you're not really, you're not really looking for, um, outside happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like I think what you're touching on is what I believe is called a tolerance window mm -hmm. or window of tolerance, where people that are in addictive patterns are like going above this wave and below this wave. And how I guess let's talk about how um, Iboga helps people bring those patterns down to something a little bit more manageable and stabilized. Well, it it will show you. Um, Iboga works either with visions and it's like a, a TV screen goes up in front of you and you're blindfolded and you're watching this movie of your life. Um, I kind of explain it like the ghost of Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, you really have no emotional attachment to what you're seeing and you're watching it through a third person. It's how you're able to, to process all these things that you're seeing. Um, and when you can actually when speaking of addiction people have addiction to numb or they have addiction to avoid feeling or you know to escape uh, when when you no longer have those issues like that are in that back of your mind and your subconscious to escape from the need to numb and escape is really not there like mm -hmm. this medicine and all you're, you're taught by your soul, like Roger, I'm just telling you, could you imagine meeting your soul? I'm sure you have, but to see your soul come right up to you face to face and it will tell you everything it doesn't like you doing. It'll tell you everything it does like you doing. And then when you realize that there's two of you, like your soul hears everything that you think, it sees everything that you do and it feels everything that you feel and experience. And looking back at what the way my life used to be, 
if I could imagine a small child, like my, you know, imagine my soul is my first child. Would I want my, my child to hear what I was thinking or see what I was doing or feel like the things I was doing to my body? The answer's a hard no, like absolutely not. So having the, like, now it's a, you are so aware that there's two of you. you you're not, you're not going to do that damage. Like very, I find very few people go back into their, their old patterns. Mm -hmm. So it feels like cr it creates kind of a, an awareness of a duality. Um, so in the, and the, who is this person here apart mm -hmm. from that soul? Like, who is this? Is this just an identity or how do you describe the two different pieces that you're looking at? Um, well, I think they're the same. Like personally, I don't see one as be, being different as the, uh, from the other. Um, our soul is our, our purest, truest self, you know, mm -hmm. and this meat suit, the mind, <laughs> this is going against the soul when you are in negative behavior, negative thoughts, negative anything. Um, mm -hmm. I find, and even today, I find I have an incredibly clear mind, my mind from doing the medicine recently, like it allows, it just, it cleans that all that clutter out, mm -hmm. you know? So there's, there's no time to, to be, you know, going down a separate path of your pure, purest true self. Mm -hmm. It seems like what you're saying is plant medicine is creating freedom. It's like, it's dropping the struggle. Yeah. And yeah. does the struggle come back? Is there a fight to stop it from coming back like after a month or two months or? Well, that all depends on the person. Um, mm -hmm. And like I did say earlier, it's our thoughts. So mm -hmm. the biggest part of what I do is I help people by showing them and Iboga will show you your mind. It'll show you how your mind works. It's the first ceremony we do is a detox and it's not just for, for substances. It's a detox of your mind. It's a detox of your thoughts, your false beliefs. When people have to listen to probably 40 years of all of this shit that's been going through their mind, it's like, some people get it right away and they're just like, okay, I'm done. Other people, 12, 20, 48 hours. It's their choice when they surrender and be like, I'm finished with this. I am dropping it. So I like the word surrender. Oh, yeah. I'd surrender is a huge part of this medicine. It's a, a huge part. And the way that I teach surrender is that it's the, art of non-resistance you know it's accepting things as they are not what you want them to be and as soon as we accept things the way that they are like we are surrendering really but yeah for people who have very strong minds or people who don't want to listen to their soul you know they they go right back into their old pattern and these are people that once I work with you, I, I, you can reach out to me anytime mm -hmm. you can, we can do counseling integration anytime. And it's always going back into the same 
you know, are you in right now? Are you present? First of all, a lot of a lot of the mind problems come from being in the past and the future. And then also it's what are the tone of your thoughts? Are they positive thoughts? Are they negative thoughts? And when we we have to realize our mind is a tool. We are not our mind. It is simply a tool and we operate it like we have control of our mind. And for people who've never had control of their mind, this is a really hard concept for them to, to grasp. It's yeah. more of a need to experience this to understand it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's like mm-hmm. w- once you have the experience of oneness yeah. and experience that everything, absolutely everything is happening as it should. Mm-hmm. There's like this ease that, that comes in that there's no more need to control anything that we can just flow effortlessly in what is. Yeah. And I still have a hard time with that some days. Yeah, so do I. Like we're human, you know, but it's like being able to pull ourselves out of it and be able to recognize that we're going into it as well. You know, like we're humans. We're we're not perfect. But we are perfect in a way. Um, yeah, absolutely. I understand. Yeah, like we are, we are in our perfection at all times. Right. You know. Yeah. I. Yeah. I do have a big belief in that because even when I look back in my life, and I've had addiction, I've been addicted to everything. I've been to rehab. I've had significant trauma, and when I go back and I look at myself when I was like at my worst, even then I was still doing the best that I could, which was being in my perfection. You know, with the tools that I had, I was doing the best that I could. But now I have different tools. Mm. So now I can behave differently, you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> so um, I want to go into the energetic part of this whole thing. Um, I'll tell you, like, I I haven't done this. I haven't done a boga. Um, you know, I've done some other like DMT, ayahuasca, you know, mushrooms, a few things like that. Uh, I think that the, my biggest experience was actually on, on just in Tantra, though. It was actually, you know, moving energy and, and focusing the mind and different things. Um, but I've, in the other journeys, I've been able to witness other people, um, come and go and other people experience different things. Um, but honestly, from what I've seen is that um, it seems like there's this awakening for some people and then they're like, oh, that was just the medicine. And some of them seem to like distort back to old ways, but then they're like, well, there's an uncomfortableness with the old ways now because there is some awareness that happened. And so now they seem to be moving into this effort stage of life. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. Um, I do. I do find a bit with other plant medicines, and this is just my experience um, with other facilitators. And I mean, even doing it on my own. Um, if you don't have the proper integration, and you don't have the the a proper blueprint of how you want to move forward with these teachings, they are very fleeting. 
they are, they are not long lasting for the people that they last great. Like on that, like that's, that's amazing. But for the majority of people, I mean, I, I see, I have people that come to me after doing like years of ayahuasca, years of psilocybin. And I'm my, and I ask them, why are you not healed? You've done all this work. Why are you not healed? And you know, if you're, if you're just kind of re reverting back quickly, then it's, it just becomes a maintenance. It's like a maintenance for life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do. Yeah. Integration is it's paramount and mm -hmm. same with having a blueprint, having like your aftercare. What are my goals? Lots of journaling. Like what, how do I want to, how do I want to achieve this? Like with, with the with the psycho spiritual ceremony, which is the second ceremony in a retreat with a boga, this is where the magic happens. This is where um, you meet your soul, you merge with your soul, you get to ask questions, and I have you prepare these questions ahead of time, and you can ask any anything. I say start with yourself. Anything about yourself that you want to want to improve upon or change, change your behavior. So. When you ask that question, your soul will answer it and I make you speak it out loud. And I record the entire thing. I record most of your ceremony and it's only for you. I just give that copy to you so you can have it as a tool to go back to and be like, ah, right. And I encourage people to listen to this repeatedly. Like anytime you're, they're a bit reverting, go, these are answers from your soul, you know? And I'm sure you could, um, it's maybe agree with or see where I'm coming from with this, but all of the answers are within us. We mm -hmm. have all the answers. Like there's no answer about ourselves outside of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do regressive hypnosis and I've done some, I guess what I call progressive hypnosis. I don't know what taking people into the future is actually termed, but I call it progressive hypnosis. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel the same concept is happening. The same play is happening because when I go in talking to the subconscious, like it appears to be a separate self or separate entity that's speaking back and really speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's different of how easy and or how difficult it is to allow that soul or whatever it is to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that plant medicine is like much easier to um, access something mm -hmm. like the the subconscious mm -hmm. and, and just give it full authority in the moment. Right. And it's like it's effortless on on the participants part, because whether they're prepared to go into it or not, the medicine will take you. Um, but I will say this the medicine will never give you anything you can't handle you know for people who have this fear of loss of control or the unknown like it's it will teach you in the way that you need to be taught and it's different for every single person mm. sounds beautiful mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> i love it <laughs> you know like uh for people who know what a boga is, or they're going to research it online after they hear this and see this or whatever. Um, it kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap for how uh, difficult it can be. I 
I find it's such a beautiful experience. I've always had an incredibly beautiful experience, even in my drug detox, which is usually when it shows you like all of your unsavory things. Um, I literally just took it in. I accepted it because it's all true. Like mm -hmm. this medicine will not lie to you. And I accepted it. And as soon as I did that, it was like, it shifted into the most beautiful experience. You know? Mm -hmm. I could see it's how that like, happened. Yeah, just don't struggle. Like, no, res don't resist. Just Isn't allow. that like the key to life? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 Unless yeah. you're like trying to get out of a river, Roger. <laughs> 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 just go with it. <laughs> Unless you just yeah. float and yeah, end up yeah. somewhere. It's true. Um, um, so I guess we didn't really go into energy. I was going to talk about energy, yeah. but the energy body, how, how does Boga affect the energy body? Like um, our psychic bodies and different things. Cause I do notice um, like from when I met you, till last time I seen you, your energy body feels quite a bit different to me, mm -hmm. feels lighter, feels clearer. Um, yeah. So what can you say about that? Well, I, I mean, and you, you kind of said it yourself, like it does, it, it, it clears out all the gunk. It clears out what doesn't belong. Um, you spoke about intuition after doing most um, psychedelics like plant medicines, people will find that their intuition is heightened. Some people extremely heightened. Um, for me with the boga, it has taken, I've always been intuitive. It has taken me next level, which mm -hmm. for people who, if, if that's something that they're seeking or, or wanting to do, it, it's definitely a medicine that works for that. And all intuition is, it's listening to your, whatever you want to call it, higher power, like source, God. Um, we, we say soul in the Bwiti tradition, but it's, it's a direct um, transmission from your soul. And your soul knows everything. It knows everything about everyone. It knows everything about you. Like, and it tells you, it's always talking. We just mm -hmm. have to quiet the mind so that we can hear it. What's you your saying what? right now? <laughs> Mine? Um, I have a, I still, I have a very clear mind right now. <laughs> like it's just very peaceful. Um, I, I did want to touch on the, so for people who are like, well, how do I open my third eye? How do I do this? How, right. Um, it's, it's taught in the Bwiti tradition that until our five senses are in alignment, until we are in the present and in fully aligned, grounded, our third eye, our, our intuition typically doesn't fully open. So if you want to practice intuition, ground yourself, you know, get in touch with all of your senses. And once you're in a, in a more frequent pattern of being that way, then you, you will stay open. You know, you're in, you'll, You'll constantly be getting messages through mm -hmm. synchronicities or, you know, I know, I know the, per I always, almost always know the person that, that messages me before I look at my phone. 
So mm -hmm. I hear my text message and I'm like, oh, this is so-and-so. And it almost always is, you know, I'm and sure you, people. And do you feel the intention behind it? Mm, just uh, not anything other than just listening to my inner wisdom. Like a lot of my struggle with my intuition in my past is I doubt it. Or, you know, I'd have uh, like, oh, I should bring these boots with me today. And then I'm like, nah, I don't need them. I don't bring them. And then it snows and I wish I had my boots. These are the things that I mean, like, it's just tiny little things. Mm -hmm. But those you know, tiny I'm, little things can grow into huge, enormous oh, things. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like not maybe going, there's a meeting or something and you don't want to go, but then you go and you end up meeting someone who, you know, ends up transforming your life in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, listening, listening to that depth. Um, and so Boga helps us clear out all the junk so we can listen to that. But yet we still have work to do to keep our chakras mm -hmm. flowing, awake, grounded. Let's talk about grounded. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> over, over the course of my work, I found that everybody needs, I don't know about everybody, but it feels like people with different signs or different uh, types of energies need to ground differently. Mm -hmm. So like an air sign might not need to ground to the earth totally, but that person needs to work through uh, maybe some resistance and limitation to how they are in their air sign so that they can ground to that um, center while they're basically in air. Mm -hmm. And that's the most powerful grounding they could do where me, I'm an earth sign for me to ground would be like earthy kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, ground into that presence. Um, somebody who's fiery, they might be wild and fiery. And, you know, for them to find their center and to be grounded might be to accept that nature and to ground into that nature instead of fighting it and, you know, seeing what the judgment is from outside because fiery people are usually um, quite active. Uh -huh. and, and um yeah and people can get um kind of pushed back by the fire yeah like well and i mean i'm i'm a cancer so i baths water i'm very big on like water grounding um mm -hmm. it's a t actually a tool that i i use i find also breath work anything that brings you to the present moment because when you're present, you're grounded, you know, when we're not, you're, and also clear mind. It's, it's important to have a, to a clear mind to actually be centered or grounded. Um, I have like grounding sheets, you know, like we, there's all these different tools, right? Like plants, my house is full of plants. I love having my hands in soil. So whatever tool I think works for a person, I say go for it, like painting, you know, art, music, because you can't do that if you are not present, you know, like, or you're not doing it very well. So in my experience, um, but yeah. I feel you are very accurate in your presumption. <laughs> so um, cancer, that's interesting. So 
last time I, it's it's interesting that you tell me your cancer because last time I seen you I was like I give you a hug and I, like I felt like I missed you and I was mm. like what is this aspect of Adele that I miss so much and maybe I wonder if that's it because mm. I, cancer like it feels like that that energy calms me mm. I don't know well thank you that was lovely to hear so where are we going now what's happening over in the entire world with these plant medicines Mm. so yeah there's some incredible incredible things happening um there's a um place in Calgary that has started um, facilitating, I believe it was the first Albertan to do a death anxiety psilocybin treatment with Syntac. And it's incredible that we're now starting to push towards exemption for psychedelic treatments um, because the research has shown that it's helping with things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, and when you can work with someone and do a treatment and put them in a treatment plan, say like one month to six months, have them come back, follow their progress, uh, counsel them. And people tend to recover a lot better than to just put them on a prescription and just be like, go on your own, you know, mm-hmm. reach out to Alberta Mental Health if you need it, which is still a beautiful tool for those that need it. But I, I do find the traditional healings, like going back to healing our bodies with plants, it's showing, it's showing that it's working. You know, like you cannot deny the people that have done this medicine and have seen the improvements. Mm-hmm. You know, and being so, like, oh, go ahead. I think you should go ahead because I'm going oh. completely off to the right side here. Uh, and I also think it like gives people um, a bit of, when I say control, it's like they're kind of taking their power back and doing something so transformational. They're like, for many people, they're facing their fears. You know, they're they're going forward with moving through. When I say trauma, Trauma is not always um, extremely horrible. What's traumatic for one person is not traumatic for another person. You know, someone getting denied a hug as a child can be traumatic and that can affect them for their for the rest of their life. You know, another child who is beaten or sexually abused, they can have the same trauma responses. Mm-hmm. So when I speak of trauma, I, so many people tell me, oh, I don't have trauma. And I'm, I'm like, okay, that's, I, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll talk tomorrow. I have trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it's after this medicine, it's like, oh my goodness, like this one man, he, he just could not keep a relationship. Um, he always chose the same partners. They looked the same. They acted the same. They treated him the same. And he had this memory come up as an eight-year-old boy on the school bus. And he told this girl he had a crush on, this little blonde girl, that she was pretty. And she's like, I don't like you. You smell funny. And it showed him that. So he always chose really beautiful 
blonde women who were bitches and treated him terribly. And it was that experience as a child that made him seek out that partner and then like not, not have it work out or struggle through it. And it was such a simple little thing. It's such a huge epiphany for him. And I think this man now has been like with a partner for over four years and like, it's incredible. Yeah, that is. But it's just yeah. like this little tiny thing mm -hmm. <clears throat> that at the time was a big thing. And you just push it down, push it down, push it down until it wants to come to the surface. And I feel a lot of these things are not even recognized. I mean, especially once, maybe well, when we're younger, we can we can see it. But I mean, me, fifty years old, a lot of that stuff, I don't, I don't even remember it anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, it takes a lot for me to to jar a memory of something from then. I mm -hmm. actually met, um, I met a woman over Christmas that it took me. I think both of us probably about 10 hours before we actually remembered that we met each other when we were like 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange. And, and my mind is like, oh my God, did I do something bad? Was I rude? <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. How did I treat her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. yeah I, and I do think uh, we are moving forward to um, decriminalization definitely um for plant medicines um i know in quebec there's already an ayahuasca church that allows the use of ayahuasca legally um the medicine i work with iboga i work with the total plant um is an unrestricted is in an unrestricted category right now the components of iboga that's called ibogaine uh, that is illegal in canada right now um, just due to be health regulations because once something can be pharmaceuticalized well then they can like really have control over it that's another thing i i like about plants you can't patent a plant mm -hmm. you know like these are sacraments like these are things that have been used for years in traditions and, and held sacred, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was uh, doing some, some reading a few days ago and I saw that there's a company, I'm not sure, I think they were in the US that they're trying to create a synthetic version of Iboga. There uh, actually already is a synthetic version of Iboga. Oh, um yeah i believe it's called m18 but yeah for people that are that are wanting like major drug detoxes because we are in an opiate um crisis mm -hmm. like all over all over the world all over north america especially here um I, I know the blood the blood reserve is opening up potentially opening up an ibogaine clinic within the next two years and I'm sure that's with the help of research and such. But I think in that aspect, yeah, we need it, right? Mm -hmm. I do think a follow-up with the, with the actual plant to commune with spirit is very important. Because once we synthesize something, the spirit has been removed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's There's no... 
it's like it's like there's a depth to the medicine that disappears and it just becomes this plastic substitute that Mm -hmm. makes sense absolutely yeah absolutely and i i've never done ibogaine so i can't even speak from the experience of what it what it is or what it's like i do know it's very effective in in with detoxing um but there's also a way to do that with the, with the natural plant as well and for for myself and my experience if I had i not gotten these lessons from my soul gotten these teachings i probably well there's no probably i know that i would have gone right back to using and i also know that um i probably wouldn't be here today mm-hmm. like so my, my soul is my best friend <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I got to keep that relationship like perfect in its own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... So when you help somebody and it brings them back from that edge, that, that space where you have been, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Well, one amazing. It's the best feeling in the world to be a part of someone's journey where they are taking back their life, like taking back their power, finding self-love very often for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 34 years old when I felt true love for the first time. And yeah, I have parents and I have siblings. But this was like nothing I have ever experienced. You know, as soon as I saw my soul, I said, I love you. And she said, me too. And it was like this, oh, incredible feeling. Like amazing. Like I feel it right now, just even telling this story. Yeah. I can feel it while you're telling the story. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So learning, having love for ourselves is, uh, it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling for people who've never experienced or they, you know, I I haven't had a child. I could imagine you would feel the same way at the birth of your child, like in that moment when your child comes out, but, but it's like, it's always there. It's always there if you work on it. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's these three, I, I take these, I take all these bleedy teachings and that's the tradition I'm trained in. And I've made this, these morning prayers. And in the morning, I, as soon as I wake up my eyes, I say, I love you. Thank you for this day. I choose happiness. And it's like a continual, you know, when, when you start your day with, with self-love, gratitude and happiness, like you're re actually reprogramming the way that your, your mind works. Mm-hmm. So I, I like those statements. <clears throat> I would like to see, like, if I, if I was in a partnership, it would be really nice to say that to my partner. And as I'm saying that to my partner and looking into her eyes, I would be like, actually talking to myself. In yeah, a way. totally. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So is there anything else? Is it, let's clarify for a moment okay. um, about your offerings and the legalities, et cetera, et cetera, with what you do. Okay, so I offer retreats here in Canada with Iboga Root Bark. 
and since it, it's un it's unrest or it's restricted and unregulated, um, it's used as a sacrament. So there's the the legality part of it. If I was using ibogaine, that would be a different story, and I definitely do not use ibogaine. Um, this is for transformational work for healing. Um, the ceremony, the retreats that I offer, there's two ceremonies, the mind body detox, and then the psycho spiritual. Um, it includes all like integration, um, accommodation meals. We are looking to ex expanding being able to hold retreats down in Costa Rica and Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, for people who want to have that really immersive experience being around in nature, away from kind of away from their life. Sometimes we need to, you know, retreat in order to heal. We mm -hmm. can't always heal in the place that, you know, broke us, if for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's, um, I am a, I am a full-time university student as well. So that's going to, um, shift a little bit of how much work I'll be doing this semester, but seeing as it's on all online now, which thank you, COVID, um, <laughs> it does offer me to have a much more flexible schedule. You know, I can, anywhere I have Wi-Fi, I can be in school. So sweet. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, it's been awesome talking to you, educational, and uh, I always enjoy your energy. Yeah, thank you. Me too, Roger. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening. If it's in your ability to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash expansioncast.